Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you, Brewster. Hello, St. Louis and surrounding areas. You are listening to another edition of At Your Service right here on the Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. What a beautiful lead-in, too, because I travel so much anymore. Yeah, back on the road again. That's how I feel. But I'm back home right now. I'm sitting down here, downtown in the KMOX studios, leaving West County, just drizzling a little bit and then absolutely pouring Uh, downtown out there right now. My name is Dave Simons. By day, a certified financial planner and head of the Simons & Cordes Wealth Management Group. But by night, occasionally, I get let out to come downtown to host this very show that is at your service and get to guest host and uh, love doing it. You know, so I was was very distracted sitting here in the uh, seat literally just seconds before I went on. I am a Mizzou guy, Mizzou grad. My dad is KU. My daughter, TCU. My wife, K-State. So we have a lot of the um, Big 12 SEC kind of covered here in the middle of the country. All four teams making it, of course, into the NCAA basketball tournament here in March Madness. And I think if we were all honest, we would have said, okay, of those four teams, what team has the best shot of advancing the farthest? And, okay, it's going to be your defending national champs, KU. Well, they don't even make the Sweet 16. Mizzou, what a ride. I wasn't expecting anything, just the fact that they were able to to win one game. And then you get greedy, you think, okay, now they can beat Princeton and get to, well, it didn't happen, but still an unexpectedly solid season there. Same with TCU. Really solid season. They make the tournament, but look who last man standing is. My wife's K-State Wildcats, as of just a few minutes ago, of course, they had made the Sweet 16. They take on Michigan State. And they win in overtime. What a great game. So I was listening to it, driving down here. Usually I, I kind of get in the zone and I think about the show. Yeah, 
if I if it if the show sounds sloppier than normal, okay, I'm going to blame it on the fact that I wasn't able to kind of practice through this thing a little bit like I like I do. And then sitting here as well watching the overtime game, but there they are, the Kansas State Wildcats getting to the Elite 8 and I know my wife of course is very very happy. Whoa, what is that? Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Did that actually come through? I don't know. Oh, that's very strange. We, um, I don't know, folks, if you heard something, but uh, we got something here in the studio. This massive feedback into our headphones. So hopefully, uh, we just didn't screech you all out of your car, your living room, wherever. But um, um, I think part of our eardrums here in the studio might be shot. So anyway, welcome. Hey, folks, uh, I've actually got what I think is some really exciting news. And it is for me personally, but I'm not going to bore you all and, and, and waste your time by only talking about something that affects me and, hey, isn't this great? If I did that, I would talk about my daughter's wedding a couple of weeks ago and me walking her down the aisle. But I'll put that aside. The news that I, that I want to discuss, actually, you get to partake in. Let me set it up by saying this. I am, there's no question, I have always, for, for, for quite some time, as I get older especially, I, I am a very lucky, fortunate, blessed person. Use whatever adjective you want. Now, I, like everybody, have had my dark times in my life. We, we've all had that. You have to overcome a lot of adversity, pain, um really, really low moments. And you get through it, and you persevere because of friends and faith and all that. Um, But I'm also a a positive person, and I like to focus on the really... You know, the the moments in life that really define you, and hopefully those are the moments that make you a better person, give you the, the higher character, and those are very special times in life. And I've always felt like that I embrace that part of life. And so when I look back and I realize that ever since I was a kid, all I wanted to do was one thing, only one thing. I was going to be a sportscaster. That's it. And I, for those of you of a certain age, you'll remember the game of um, electric football. And you'd have those men out there and you'd plug it in. And um, I, I would play that for hours by myself and I would broadcast it. And then I would do the same with the Stratomatic baseball game where you would do cards and you'd roll the dice. And I would sit there and I would be Jack Buck or Kurt Gowdy. And that's all I wanted to do. And, and to think that I went through high school very myopic in that viewpoint, no other interests. That's what I was going to do. I go to Mizzou. I go th- through their famed broadcast journalism school. And lo and behold, after going through stops in Wichita and some other places, I end up back in my hometown as a sportscaster for Channel 4 here in town. Right after it was KMOX-TV, again, for those of us who are the old-timers, and it switched over to KMOV-TV in the late 80s or so, and I joined right after that. And my boss was a guy named Zip Rizepa, as many of you will remember. And I had no other interests, and it wasn't a job for me. I would pinch myself, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting to cover my beloved Cardinals 
and blues. And the Big Red had just left, so I never did get to cover the NFL. Um, but I would get to drive down the highway to Columbia and interview Norm Stewart, a guy that I watched man the sidelines while I was a student up there, and just living the dream until I wasn't. There are a lot of reasons why for I just lost the passion and the desire, and, and it became a chore to go in downtown to Channel 4 and, and broadcast, let's say, the Saturday or Sunday sports that, that I was doing there at the end in the early 90s. It became a job at that point, and I vowed that's not the way I'm going to live my life. So I made a complete 180, and again, won't bore you with the details why I chose financial services, but now I've been doing, this is my real career, been doing it since I was 31, I'm 60 now, so we're talking about three decades as a financial advisor, as a certified financial planner, and I've worked really hard to build the team that we've we've had uh, over these many years. And that's where the confusion came early on, though, in the transition. I didn't know why I had... L- so let me put it this way, as I'm kind of struggling how to, to, to articulate this. I had a pastor at the time, this was about 94, 95, and I remember asking him, I know God works in mysterious ways, but why would he take this, who, who I am, this desire, who I really am, and it's disintegrated. All I ever wanted to do was to be in sports, and I got to do it in my hometown, and, and now I hate it? And this was actually right after I had changed careers. And I, I, I just, I was struggling early on as anyone would in the, trying to build a, a business as a financial advisor. And so I said, why? I don't, I don't understand how this happened. And he just smiled and he said, Dave, you're not going to know the answer today or tomorrow, but you will at some point. Might be a few years, it might be 15 years, but you'll know. And lo and behold, when I get hired to host the Dollars and Cents show in 1996, and I get to use the broadcast skills that I had developed at Mizzou that I had honed for a decade actually outdoing that for a living. And that's what landed me, the Dollars and Cents show, when Steve Moore hired me at another AM station in 96. He said, there are people with more years of experience as a financial advisor, but nobody has the skill that you have in front of a microphone. And I'm not patting myself on the back because that's just the way I was trained. It was an, it was not a fair fight with the other folks who were sitting in front of a microphone for the first time. And then as I built my business on that over the many years and into the two thousands, and then that light bulb goes up. Oh my gosh. All of those years of wanting to do that and then honing those skills in college and then out in the real world and then utilizing that to build something even bigger and more special and to actually help people, I get it. But that brings us to today. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about a new endeavor that uses technology that is not that new. It's been on the scene for a few years, but I've never participated in it for a couple of reasons, while, which I'll explain. But it's about to launch, 
and you all can be a part of it and listen and watch. And so stay with us. I'm going to talk about that when we come back. My name is Dave Simons filling in tonight for At Your Service. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back, my friends. It is 821 in St. Louis. Dave Simon's filling in tonight at your service. So, um, you know, the traditional media, of course, going back well before just about any of us were born, television, radio, newspapers, of course, for centuries. And there was never any really new invention for a long time, right? Television was kind of the newfangled thing, but you could look back and say that that was actually being invented as early as the 30s and then got going pretty much after World War II, 50s and 60s, but really nothing new after that until this thing called the Internet came along. And we all jumped all over it, and that was the first opportunity that I had to do something a little different and use some journalism skills once again as part of the growth of my business back in the day, of my financial advisory business. So I had this show, Dollars and Cents, going on, But then I could write a weekly commentary. Many of you listening right now are subscribers to it. It comes out every Friday morning. So, of course, the latest edition tomorrow. And I started that, I always forget the year, but it was around 99 or 2000. So it's been over a couple of decades since I've been writing that. And then we graduate to some newer technology once again that was associated with the Internet. But you get into Facebook And then you get into some of the streaming services. Oh, Twitter, of course, comes up. And then more people were utilizing that. But I never did. I never really saw that as a viable outlet for me. And I found Twitter in the early days to be kind of fun. I don't use it anymore. Honestly, it's a bit of a cesspool, in my opinion. I think there's some good parts about it. And occasionally I'll get on there because, you know, the Cardinals... Twitter handle or whatever is kind of fun, but gosh, there's just so much just trash and junk. I want no part of it. I've been asked, hey, you, why don't you do some Twitter things and you can get on there. The, the Fed just raised rates. Maybe get on there real quick. I want no part of that. So I've ignored that part of it. The one thing, however, that has intrigued me from the first time I ever saw somebody do this some years ago was doing a podcast. I thought, man, I would love to be able to do that, and not just my chosen field, but I have such a curious mind, and I look, I, I, in my spare time, 
I don't spend a lot of time, actually, on what I do for a living. That's that's during my work hours. Yeah, during the weekend, of course, I'll still read the Wall Street Journal and Barron's, and I'll make some notes and things like that. But I love American history, and I love sports, and I love biographies, and I am just so attached to people with compelling stories. How are you the way that you are? What made you that way? Wow, you overcame that, and you're doing that? How did that happen? What can I learn from you? What can others learn from you? You have a story that people need to know about. And I remember in 2018, when I went to Africa with some folks, and this was a pastor from East St. Louis that I really befriended. David Hawkins is his name. And he's telling me the story that he's one of 13 kids of a family in East St. Louis, and they all came out and became successful in their chosen fields. And they told me how that happened, why that happened. And then we started talking about race relations, and we started talking about other things about St. Louis, but also nationally. And I just thought, David, you have a story that people need to hear because what we're told is things like what you have been successful in and all of your siblings A dozen, a baker's dozen of you isn't supposed to happen, but it did. And it has. You got, you've got to write a book. You got to tell a story. Well, I just thought if I ever did a podcast, he's going to be like my first guest. Well, folks, it's here. It's the Simon's Says podcast. See what I did there? Now, I'm going to tell you in a second how you can access this. So don't make the mistake with your spelling. Because it's just not Simon Says. It's my last name, which has an S on the end. Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S. And right now, we have dropped, I have dropped, my first two podcasts. They're of the long form. So I have a really compelling discussion, just he and I talking about all the social topics of the day, but more importantly, his story and what made him who he is. And it's just, it it's... I start to tear up a couple of times when when he's telling it. And it's also video. You can go on YouTube and you can see us in video, David and I doing this podcast on YouTube. But you can also listen to it on Spotify and iTunes and all the usual places. So what you need to do if you're interested is you can, when you go to the search bar, just put in Simon's Says Podcast. Now, I've had a few friends try that and they're like, oh man, I don't see it. But then they would put... David Simons Says Podcast. Oh, and there it is. So you might have to experiment with that because it's so new. There's not many subscribers. There's not a lot of views, so it's going to be buried. But if you get really specific, you'll see it pop up in the first couple. And you'll know it because it will say Simon Says, and there is a a cartoon caricature of me, my bald head with a microphone. You won't be able to miss it. My other guest that we just dropped, because I've recorded two and now released two. Frank Opinion. Yeah, that Frank Opinion. The guy who basically rewrote the rules here in St. Louis Radio. I am not kidding that once we got talking, or should I say once Frank got talking, it turned into another edition of The Large Morning Show. That podcast lasts over two hours. 
Now, I'm not trying to be the next Joe Rogan here. No way. I'm not doing three-hour podcasts. I never intended it to even go that long. But I'm telling you, if you listen to it and you were ever a fan of Frank Opinion, you're going to love this because we go back and discuss his upbringing and how he was a self-described hick from Tennessee. And he's, he's kind of told that on the show a few times, but we really dig into it. And then we talk about the current state of radio. And then I get his opinion on other very famous names. And there's also, he gets very honest and detailed about the supposed ongoing feud that he had with J.C. Corcoran. And it it really, some people thought it was going to come to blows one time live on the air. And he, he digs into that. We just have a great time. And then, of course, he tells some of his classic jokes without all the special side effects. So, folks, do me a favor. I... This is where I I could use all of you as people who might have some interest in this. The only way that this thing's going to survive is to get some subscribers. That's the way this game is played. I mean, I can do it and have 20 people listen to it, but I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not doing this to make money either. I don't need that. I just want to do it because I just love, again, what I do for a living and that is getting to know people and dig into their stories. And that even includes my clients as I get to know where they came from and how they became successful and what they do. And I get to spread my wings and now look at everything. So I've already got the next two lined up and they're people, you know, John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Now they're not together. I am interviewing them on my next podcasts separately. And I'm going, we're really going to dig into who they are personally. What makes John Hancock who he is? Why is he a conservative? Why is he Republican? Why are, why are those principles important to him? Where did he learn that? What are some problems that he has with the GOP? Same with Michael Kelly. What, what background does he have? What kind of family life growing up was, was that progressive or Democrat nature embedded in his household? I want to dig into that. What does he think about the current state of politics in his own party? And so I will let people know when those drop. I don't want to spend any more time on this. I've already spent enough time. I just really want to encourage you to please take advantage. Look at that. Subscribe. Again, it's on all the sites. When we come back, I'm just going to say one more thing because there's a related piece to this. And it does come back to what I do. For those of you who do enjoy the commentaries and the few times that I host Dollars and Cents anymore, I'm actually expanding that now with my new entrepreneurship here in the media world. I'm expanding that outside of the usual dollars and cents show since I'm not on very often. So I'll talk about that, and then we'll get to some other topics, including sort of what's going on in the financial markets and some other fun stuff. All right, Dave Simons filling in tonight at your service. Don't go anywhere. All right, folks, it's 835 in St. Louis. Dave Simon's filling in tonight at your service on a rainy, rainy evening here in the St. Louis area. All right, one more quick thing for those of you who would like to check out this new endeavor that I now have, this Simon's Says podcast. And like I said, you can find it on all the usual sites, um, you know, Spotify, um, Apple, iTunes, even go on YouTube. By the way, the Frank Opinion one it's so funny. Frank is like, yeah, I don't do video. I'm a radio guy. So, okay. So there's, you can still hear it 
on YouTube, but there will be no video. The video is with David Hawkins, but most of our future guests, uh, there will be video attached to it, if that even interests you. I know that's more difficult for people who love to hear their podcasts if they're out and about driving in a car. Some people do it when they're, you know, doing their walking on a treadmill or outside or whatever, but just to let you know. But there's one other thing that I want to add to it. Um, I don't think that many of you probably know of an of a outlet called Substack, but it's a it, it's, it's, it's an Internet-based site where a lot of fledgling authors go, and they'll test their metal there. It's, um, it's where if you think that you can make it in the business of writing and you've got a really good short story or an essay and you want to become the next Brene Brown perhaps or somebody like that, you'll put it on Substack. You'll try to get a following, and maybe that will help you get published. I'm now on Substack, but I am not doing it to to be the next anybody. It's to enhance what I'm doing in the financial service part. So while right now my podcasts are not related to that at all, it's just getting to in, into other issues of the world and life and tell compelling individual stories. On Substack, I will tell you when the next podcasts are out, but more importantly, that's where I'm going to actually post some financial-related writings. So if you want to know, oh, the Fed just raised rates a quarter of a point. Hmm, what does that really mean? Does that concern the markets? Should I be? Usually I have to wait until my Friday commentary to write something. And that takes a day or two to turn around for compliance reasons, so it's not always that timely. I can't be that to the minute in real time. Well, with the Substack, I can So I can quickly go on, write something that I think is appropriate for everybody who has an interest in this kind of stuff. I can write that and post it immediately to Substack. So if you go to simonsays.substack.com, you can subscribe right now. Of course, it doesn't cost a, a single cent. So you will know when yours truly, Dave Simons, posts something of note in the financial world. It'll be there. So again, it's Simon Says. That's easy to remember. But again, there's an S at the end of Simon's, S-I-M-O-N-S, and then says, Simon Says dot substack, all one word, dot com. And that's the site. And you can subscribe, and then it'll just be dumped into your uh, inbox when I write something. We are also going to be able to post one more thing here. I am going to, outside of the regular long-form podcasts, I will do shorter snippets. Maybe they're only five minutes long that are financial-related that will be posted on Substack and then also on the usual sites as well. But that's still out there as a way. That could be another few months. It could be a year, whatever. But I, I hope you can tell the enthusiasm that I have in my voice about this because I feel like at age 60 – I'm starting all over again, which is interesting because when I was younger in this business and as a financial advisor, you know, 30, 31 years old, I always found it fascinating how different people were in terms of their retirement goals. Some people would hit 55 and they'd say, I, I would like to retire today. They just got burned out of their job or whatever. Other people would be 65 or 70 and they didn't want to stop because they loved what they did. Um, and I never knew how I would be. Well, now I do now that I'm 60. I'm not stopping. I have no interest in that because this is not work to me. It's not a job. It's my passion. I'm telling you, passion 
Passion drives the world. You take anyone who's got passion and a certain DNA or genetic ability about something, you put them together and you've just created E equals MC squared. I'm telling you, it moves the world. And I'm so just moved by that. When I see people with passion and and the ability to work hard and then their genetic gift, whatever that is, there's a reason why people like Michael Jordan turn out to be the greatest ever. He has a genetic gift that none of us will ever have. But he could have also just mailed it in and been a decent NBA player. But no one worked harder than Michael Jordan, even though he was given this great gift and he became who he was. And you see that even in the workplace. And I like to, to think that I've got somewhat of a gift journalistically, whether it's writing, broadcasting, standing in front of a camera. And yet I can take that plus my passion to work and I love what I do and then my knowledge in the financial world and bring it to you. I mean, free of charge. You take, you can do with this what you want. And I know there's a lot of that junk out there. There is. You can get financial news anywhere, but some of it is so biased. Some of it's trying to sell you something. And I hope that I've got a little street cred here with my dollars and cents show since 96 that I've never sold anybody anything. I've never given out my phone number. Well, maybe once about a seminar back in the day when I used to do those things, but it was never to say, call me for a meeting. Here's what I can do for you. I've never done that in 20, how long, 27 years of the dollars and cents show. And I'm not going to do that on the podcasts, and I'm not doing that on Substack. I've always found that if people like what I have to say, and they are looking for an advisory team, then they will do the work and they will find me. But I will never make that first move. So, uh, all right. So that's it, folks. Um, The podcast, the Simon Says podcast, is up and running. And, of course, if I was writing something today, I would probably start with the fact that today is a three-year anniversary of sorts. The stock market hit the pandemic bottom exactly three years ago today. It's hard to believe. In in some ways, it seems like yesterday, and other times it's like, oh, my gosh, this three years has gone by so slow. We've been battling this mess for three years. Yep, we have. And you'll recall when things first started to, people started to get really nervous in late February of 2020. And then they started to shut everything down in early March, and the market tanked. It was the largest five-week crash. That's really what it was. It wasn't a decline. It wasn't a correction. It was a crash because it happened in five weeks. A 35% decline in five weeks is a market crash. The market has never fallen 35% in five weeks or less. But that's what it did three years ago this month. And it hit the very bottom on this day on March 23rd in 2020. Now, even with the pullback, even with 2022 not performing well and the market was down double digits and the market, yeah, really sputtering along this year, depending on the index, NASDAQ is up, S&P is relatively flat, Dow is down. For the past 15 months, it really hasn't helped add to any gains, right? But even since then, because the rest of 2020 and 2021 was so powerful, do you realize that from the market low... The S&P 500 is up about 76%. In three years, 76%. 
And it's interesting that the other two major indices have done about the same. The Dow is up 72%, and the NASDAQ is up 70%. That may surprise you to say, wow, the NASDAQ? The Dow is beating the NASDAQ over the last three years? Yeah, but only because of 2022. The NASDAQ soared above the Dow in the latter half of 21. Uh, I'm sorry, 20, and all through 21. But last year was all about the Dow not falling nearly as much as the NASDAQ. And remember, it is really the tortoise and the hare. So here we are three years later, and all three major indices are the same. Now, can you guess what subsector of the economy has performed the best if you are a stock investor? So is it financial stocks? Is it healthcare? Is it technology? How about real estate? Think about it. What what really soared? especially last year, and really since the bottom of the pandemic. Yep, you got it. Oil. Gas prices went way up. Oil companies saw their profits soar. And so over the past three years, and it's not even close, there are 11 subsectors within the S&P 500. Number one is energy. The energy index is up 234% in three years. Amazing. Number two, tech stocks, up 102%, which by itself would be like, wow, tech stocks on average have doubled in the last three years, and yet energy stocks more than double that? Closest to that, nearly a double, materials and industrials. Good old, basic, boring fabric of American companies, 99% and 98.8%. So there's your four top, energy, technology, materials, and industrials. At the bottom, but really in just nominal terms, if you just looked at this by themselves, you would say, wow, I would take that in three years. Well, of course you would. But at, at the very bottom, communication stocks, communication services, phone companies and the like, up 34%. Of the 11 subsectors, that is the worst performance. And yet, in a normal three-year period, it's like, well, geez, that's a little better than 10% a year for three. I would take it. Isn't that, that shows you how strong the market has been overall. Now, again, it's a little misleading to use a time like March 23rd of 2020. Because if we had started it just a month earlier, these numbers wouldn't be anywhere close. And if you looked at only in the past 15 months, it wouldn't look anything like this. So really what's being reflected here mainly is the latter half of 20 and 21 since the markets have been down. But I, I, I find that interesting. Three years ago today was the very bottom when people thought the world was ending. And as always, people are wrong. With that, when we come back to close out this first hour, what I want to talk about is some of the concerns out there. The banking industry, right? We all know about Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic and all this. Well, what is the Fed and the Treasury looking at? And should we be concerned? Is there more damage coming? Let's address it when we come back with more At Your Service after this. Nine minutes before nine o'clock, you are listening to At Your Service here on X. Dave Simons filling in tonight, certified financial planner and just all-around nice guy. So on, uh, what was it, yesterday, that's right, yesterday, the Fed raised rates a quarter of 1%. And people were asking me, well, 
What did you expect? You know, for those of you who do tune into KMOX or um, over at the sister station on the FM side, 97.1, where Mark Reardon is, uh, and you hear me on frequently, I know a lot of you think, oh, no, this guy's on. It can't be good. Because I don't get called to say, hey, Dave, uh, the market's been going up here the last few weeks. We're going to have you on to talk about that good news. No, 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 no. It's when things are falling apart or people are concerned. Get Simons on. So I've been on three times in the past week. I was on with Mark Reardon over on the 97.1 side last week. Uh, Debbie Monterey and Carol Daniel had me on a morning last week um, related to Silicon Valley Bank and all that stuff. And then same uh, earlier this week on Monday, Chris Ranji and uh, Charlie Brennan. Um, And yes, if those of you saying, Charlie Brennan, I thought he retired. Well, he did. But uh, he was filling in as a guest host um, earlier this week. So, yeah, when when I'm on three times in a week, people are a little concerned about things. And it was all having to do with Silicon Valley. So that's in the news. And I told all three of them the same thing. I was very consistent because on all three shows, they asked me, what did I think the Fed would do? And I said, well, I have two answers. What I would say is they are going to raise rates a quarter of one percent. The market is expecting it, and they never like to shock or surprise the market. So this gives them cover. It gives Fed Chairman Jay Powell cover to raise rates because that is what is expected. However, I believe very strongly they should not do it. They will do it, but I don't think they should because we see credit conditions tightening. There's a lot of nervousness in the marketplace right now because of what happened with Silicon Valley and others, Signature Bank, First Republic, are there other landmines out there? And when people are nervous, things happen. They stop doing things. They start to hold back a little bit. And that might be one person in this town, a couple people over here, but repeated a million times across the country, it has an impact on the overall economy. And it acts, it acts as a natural tightening of conditions in the economy. And the Fed is going to raise rates into that. Now, some of you may say, well, Dave, it's a quarter of 1%. Can it be that much? Yes, it can, actually. Because we don't see the impact on rate hikes usually until six or nine months after the fact. That, that's proven. Well, even their most recent hikes in the last couple of months still haven't been fully haven't been fully felt yet through the economy and we've just added another one you know that's all it takes folks you know how avalanches work right it's all the underpinnings of that snow on the on the cliffs and the and the mountainside all it takes is one little movement or one little sound it's that quarter of a percent point now i'm not trying to scare anybody and i'm not predicting financial armageddon here What I'm saying is there was no harm, in my opinion, with the way conditions are today, to sit back and wait. And then if you feel as we get into April or May, I think their next meeting is what early May, I believe, and they need to raise rates at that point because, okay, we weathered the storm. Inflation's not all of a sudden going to run out of control again because they didn't raise rates a quarter of a percent. I just think we don't want to look back in the history books will point to that one hike too many. I, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but man, I, it, it's something that we watch. Now, the markets, if you're watching it in real time, 
really did not act negatively to the announcement yesterday, which comes out at one o'clock central time when when the Fed said, yeah, we're raising rates a quarter of one percent. Then Powell goes before the press and he answers questions and the market was doing okay. At the end of the day, all of a sudden, the last 30 minutes down more than 500 points of the Dow. What the heck happened? Did Powell say something more? Nope. It was his partner over in the Treasury Department, Janet Yellen. And she didn't really say anything controversial, but it just shows you how spoiled Wall Street has become. And so Janet Yellen was saying, hey, look, I know we backstopped all those uninsured deposits at Signature Valley, at Signature Bank and all that. But I can't guarantee we'll do that across the board. No, I'm not. I'm not about to say everybody with more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in deposits at every bank across the country. You're covered. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to do that. And the market goes, oh, no. We could actually have people lose their money. Yeah, that's why the FDIC insurance is there, and we better pay attention to it. How that's controversial, I don't know, but that's kind of where we are. So that's it, folks. Rates are up. Hopefully they'll pause now for a long, long time. We shall see. Hey, I got a lot more to talk about, not even financial related, a little bit. Stay with us in the second hour. Dave Simon's filling in tonight at your service. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.